Hi, my name is Mary Spender. Thank you very, very much for listening to Tuesday Talks, the podcast. I know this might be a little bit um, unusual for a weekly upload because it is a Thursday when I'm uploading this, but I know most of you, that won't affect you if you're listening to this in future. I was hit hard by an illness, by an awful, awful sick bug that travelled round my whole family. Um, and yeah, it was the first week that was really, truly affected in three years where I got worried about uploading a video and uploading a podcast. So thank you very, very much for your patience. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I've had a few concerned emails and, and uh, messages on social media. So um, thank you. Thank you very much for wondering where I am, but all is good. I'm right as rain again, thank God. Back from tour, did seven shows in seven days. And then I was straight to London and then a family event and just... I think that all took its toll, but tour was incredible. I went on tour with the brothers Landreth, incredible musicians, incredible to share a stage with them. I cannot talk highly enough about them. I loved them beforehand. I love them even more now. Huge fan of their music, literally with the whole Spotify uh, end of year thing that's just happening now I'm realizing Joey Landreth and the brothers Landreth are some of my top artists on Spotify so I really really mean that and to get to go on the road with them and hang out with them and play music with them every night Joey and Dave Landreth both joined me on stage for uh, my final song where I tried to lighten the crowd a bit because um, I was singing lots of heartbreak songs so we ended on isn't she lovely and it was just incredible to play with those musicians but anyway I am back I am back ready to prepare for my headline show on the 14th of December in London. If you haven't got your tickets, please get your tickets in advance. Um, it would be great to just sell out that show and just end this year with a bang. Um, yes, before I get into what this podcast is going to be about, um, I just want to say thank you. I, I cannot believe how many people have shared that their Spotify end of year thing and this podcast is on that so very thankful for you um very thankful for my sponsor of this podcast DistroKid I realized um I've just just realized like I've been scheduling Lone Wolf singles out so there are six tracks on the Lone Wolf EP which obviously has been available physical format from the 1st of November but for everyone online on streaming services I've been um, dividing the songs out and delivering them every two weeks by the end of that um, I will have had nine singles out using DistroKid so they are just the perfect sponsor because I use them I love them um, I love the team I understand their ethos they get me they get what I'm trying to do and Basically, if you have music ready to be delivered to Spotify, iTunes, and you want to make yourself available everywhere, basically your music should be in those stores. So DistroKid is the only service that lets you upload unlimited music to stores for just one low price. That low price is $19.99 for a year. <clears throat> if I had uploaded nine singles individually on other platforms, other their competitors, it would be pretty much nine times the price it's just crazy that's insane you know musicians we have a hard time enough earning money so DistroKid really just kind of as we've spoken about on last week's episode it kind of seems too good to be true 
but it actually works and they actually help you earn money. You know, if people are there streaming your songs, it is accruing money. Um, it might take a long time to get to the salary that you want it to, but DistroKid is there actually helping musicians get paid. Um, so DistroKid gets your music into stores in a fraction of the time too, but take my advice, allow at least a month I mean, the DistroKid platform is so intuitive. It reminds you, it tells you, it warns you. If you haven't left that amount of time, they'll be like, hang on, you need to prepare this release. You need to uh, give it some time to um, get into stores. You need to allow probably about a month. So get your music up now and expect to release it in four weeks time. Really give it more time if you have more time. Um, sometimes I am last minute and... Yeah, I am glad that I had all these tracks ready to go and managed to get them all up and they're all doing their thing. They're all ready to be delivered to stores on the dates that they need to be released on. Um, so they have great customer service, of which I've used a lot. Uh, daily stats. And I, I use the customer service because of errors I've made. Just FYI. Uh, daily stats, loads of features and a simple interface too. It really is super clear. And when you have the music ready and the artwork ready, it's so quick to upload a song. It's one of those things that I have procrastinated in my life. And um, then I do it and I'm like, oh, that was really, really easy. Why didn't I do it sooner? So for $19.99 a year... You can upload unlimited songs and albums, which is crazy. So I have a special link. If you sign up to DistroKid, you will get 7% off your first year. So go to distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash Mary Spender. And yeah, you'll get that 7% off your first year, which already makes it even more affordable, which is crazy. Um, massive thanks to DistroKid. Now on to this week's interview. This is actually me being interviewed by a friend of mine called Robert Lane, who is a musician, songwriter, actor, guitar tutor, YouTuber. He started uploading YouTube videos and now podcaster. It's another thing he can add to his uh, repertoire, his resume. Uh, he has his own music online, which you can find at robertlanemusic.co.uk. Then he's on Instagram, YouTube. He's making YouTube videos, so really go and subscribe to him over there. And um, yeah, you can find it all in the show notes too. Robert was very, very sweet to invite me on his podcast, which he's just set up this year. And we reconnected. We have been on the same gigging circuit for a really, really long time. Um, then we reconnected in March earlier this year at a songwriting event in Birmingham. And he was talking about starting a podcast. And I was just like, when you are ready, interview me. Um, I didn't suggest that. He invited me on. That sounds very arrogant. Anyway, uh, Robert was very, very kind to take the time to talk to me about creativity. And I said my, my ethos on the whole thing and some of the things I'm trying to achieve. So his question is really good. I really hope that you might learn something new. And basically, let's get into the podcast. Hi, my name is Mary Spender, and you are listening to Tuesday, 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 Tuesday Talks. Mary Spender, hello. Hello. Thank you for joining me. How are you? 
I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. What are you working on at the moment? What have I interrupted? I am working on um, a video about recording and it's a big video essay um, that will go live tomorrow. And yeah, I was just in the studio last week and I'm just sort of giving sort of tips and tricks about what people should expect when they're walking into that environment or what they can do at home and um, what they can sort of get away with in terms of like when it comes to like budgets and um, working with other musicians and all that stuff. So yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. That's cool. So how long does one of those videos take then? Is it as a standard or does it depend on the topic or what? Do you know what? It really depends when the deadline is. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so this, I, I've tried to improve my video making quite dramatically and like make really, really uh, big video essays full of B-roll and um, scripted um, narrative and, you know, like a proper theme really i i take a day to write a script now okay. and then um have to sort of like uh f still work on that by sleeping on it a bit and then rereading it and making sure it all makes sense and then i have to sit down and actually film all that and make sure that i'm not looking away from the camera too much and i'm trying to memorize bits of the script to talk to the camera mm -hmm. um and then i edit everything myself too so it takes hours and hours and hours and hours um I'd say they probably take about four full full days of work, right. like from from eight a.m. till gone eight p.m. You know, like really, really. I, I could, I guess, I could be quicker. Hopefully, one day I'll get quicker. But right now, they're they're quite intense. Yeah. Wow, so it's quite a commitment then. And how has it been like that the whole time, or is that as your um, your sort of aspirations has improved? I guess it's taking longer to do the things that you want to do. Um. They weren't always this way because I used to work full time. So I was just doing really simple videos where I'd just sort of sit down, talk to camera, unscripted, and then just make a video out of it, uh, edited sort of later. Hmm. But I think the demand for better content is growing. Um, and the capabilities, you know, like other people are making such incredible things on YouTube. So I'm just trying to up my game and make sure that these videos can stand the test of time a little bit more than maybe just what I was doing two years ago. But um, that, you know, that happens with anything, all that sort of progression and, and stuff like that. It's, I think it's important to be challenging yourself like i'm literally entering entering into territory that i have kind of no business being in <laughs> um, when it comes to like videography and um yeah filmmaking but mm. same same with script writing like i'm i am no writer i like writing songs which are three and a half minutes but writing a, a six page script is um is quite new to me <laughs> That's good. So you you have the opinion that you should challenge yourself and not be comfortable with what you're doing. If you if you're in, if you're comfortable, you're doing the wrong thing, or you should be trying to do something new. Well, it's also just to keep yourself interested. Like how mm. how can you keep yourself self motivated if it's easy all the time? Um, you know, it's like going to the gym. Like you're not going to uh, uh, be able to train for that half marathon or whatever you're training for if you're just running one mile every day. Like you have to you have to be pushing your limits always. Um, the same goes for songwriting, like challenging yourself in different genres or just working with other people or giving yourself a time limit. Like, I just think all that stuff really, really helps fuel creativity. Um, and if you are comfortable, then 
great. Like you've kind of won. Like if you're if you're comfortable and you're making a living and that's that and you're enjoying your life, then you've won. But if you're not satisfied with where you are, um, uh, then you kind of need to up your game a bit. <laughs> sure. Do you, do you ever find that? Do you feel the need to do that? So, yeah, I mean, this whole thing with the, the podcast, it's partly because I love podcasts. I find myself listening mm-hmm. to, perhaps at the moment, I'm listening to podcasts more than music, um, which I always find interesting to talk to musicians about how much they actually listen to music outside of working on music, because sometimes the answers to that can be quite interesting. But for me at the moment, it's podcasts are like my go-to thing so the idea of doing one and it sort of combines a lot of the things that i'm interested in but then having not done it before it's like anything isn't it start now get perfect later which i wanted to come back to a little bit with the the youtube thing for yourself whether did you start off knowing where what you wanted that to be or did it become uh did you improve as you were doing it um yeah it, it was it was just the same thing really with you and podcasting. Like I was watching YouTube way more than I was doing anything else. I wasn't yeah. watching normal TV. Um, so I just started watching daily vloggers like Casey Neistat and then filmmakers and like Peter McKinnon and, um, and then loads of other types of channels that not necessarily people would think I was interested in, like very, very little music actually. And I just realized there was a kind of like a gap in the market for what I was doing because no one was really talking about it and mm-hmm. no one was being all that open and honest about certain things that I was experiencing. So um, that was exactly why I started. I just sort of thought, I was like, this is what I'm consuming. Look at all these other thousands of people who are on YouTube all day, like when they're in the office job. And I was working an office job at the time. Um, and on my lunch break, I would just sort of put on Casey Neistat's daily upload and just watch that and just be blown away by what he was achieving with just a, a little DSLR. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, and, and the same now, like me starting my own podcast, um, again, it was because I've realized that podcasting has overtaken me watching YouTube because I'm so busy working on YouTube now. I'm not watching as much. Sure. Um, and I know the channels that I want to be inspired by and go to when I'm sort of feeling a little bit down and out about certain things. But um, really, podcasts are the are the way I'm getting my education. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm the same. And again, is that quite varied? It's music, but other things as well. So, like the podcasts that I'm listening to, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts that are talking to actors. I'm quite into history podcasts and sort of businessy things as well, which is not something I thought I'd have been interested in, you know, even a couple of years ago, but I find that really interesting. And it's sort of funny then how those things fall into music and the other things that you are doing. I think it's the best way to um, kind of like cross train your music, because if you're listening to business, then you can translate quite a lot of that into the music business like Mm. it's all the same thing and um same with making content with making a podcast listening to podcasts is the best way to sort of improve yourself whether it comes to learning how to interview people or um just like sound quality all that stuff so it's really really important i'm the same i listen to business i listen to um i I love mark maron or Mm -hmm. his his interviews with actors and actresses and um uh and directors and you know comedians and stuff like that so yeah i just love that sort of eclectic world out there that is all coming from the podcasting industry 
Yeah, and what I like about a lot of those, and the same with YouTube, and you kind of touched on this as well, is an honesty. So it would yeah. be, it would be great to have a TV series on BBC Four every night talking to musicians, but they wouldn't be as honest as they might be on you know Joe Bloggs's podcast because it's kind of like everything is uh, everything's got to go past an editor or past approval. Whereas with the podcast, people are putting them out themselves and the same on YouTube. People can just be honest. And I've, I mean, one of the things I'm trying to do with this is people who are looking to make a living in the arts or to start doing creative things, usually Mm -hmm. looking from the outside would be like, but how do you literally do that? How do you do that as a job? And it's interesting to speak to people who are doing it because the answer is, well, it's really hard, (laughs) but the fact that you're enjoying it and that you want to be doing it is one of the reasons that you do it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, but you probably wouldn't get a, a musician saying that and saying, you know, it's fucking difficult a lot of the time on, <laughs> you know, a, a radio documentary perhaps, but they'll be a bit more honest about it. Um, what was I going to ask you? Yeah. So with the, with the YouTube then in terms of creating content, because looking in at someone, do you post in, is it once a week or a couple of times a week at the moment? Yeah, at least once a week. At least once a at week. Least. So you're yeah. finding a couple, three or four days worth of work for one video a week. How yeah. are you thinking up content? Is it a, have you got a, like a notebook full of ideas for the content that you're going to work on? Or do they come to you when you need them because the deadline's looming? The deadline helps. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I, I set about calling it Tuesday Talks because uh, in 2016, when I started, I was just like, you know, I, I had no subscribers. Um, I mean, every, the best thing about YouTube is that everyone starts from zero. Same with podcasts, like everyone starts from zero. Oh, that's interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a tough thing, but everyone starts there. Um, I, I think I just, I knew that consistency was the key and all I can say is that that is exactly why I'm still able to do YouTube and doing it for a living now, um, alongside all the music and using it as a platform to advertise all my music. Mm. Because no matter how busy I was in a week, no matter what went on in my life, like this past year has been really turbulent. Like I've experienced deaths, like breakups, like so many things. And yet that deadline has always been met. Um, and it's like a, it's kind of like a, a, a therapy now. Like it's like, oh no, I know come Tuesday, I will have something. It might not be the best that I could get it to say yeah. if I had a bit more time, but it will be done and it will be up online. And, um, you know, it might vary what time of day it actually gets <laughs> up online, but it will be there. And I now have, um, a kind of like, I mean, nothing's guaranteed, but there's kind of like people waiting for it. Yeah. And that really, really helps too. Like when you finally have even like one or two people asking like, where, where, is, where it? is the video? Yeah. Um, and that didn't happen for the first six months and I wasn't consistent for the first six months and nothing was growing for the first six months. <laughs> and then, and then a few people just started watching and when I didn't upload or I'd upload on a Wednesday, cause I'd literally film it on a Tuesday, edit it and then upload it on a different day of the week. Um, uh, people started, you know, just being like, Hey, where is it? And, and that's when I just started going, right. This is, this is the thing. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's just grown from there, but it's, it's not easy to do but you have to sort of know what you want to be able to do it. So I always enjoyed making videos anyway. So it wasn't um, a chore for me to learn how to edit properly and film properly. Um, 
And that now is a very, very useful skill to me, especially when it comes to making music videos and, and doing all that stuff. So it really just depends what you want from your career to venture into something like YouTube. Like it doesn't stop. So even once you have however many followers you kind of dream of, you have to keep uploading, you have to mm. keep fueling it. Otherwise it will just disappear and all that hard work will, will go away and it won't, it won't work for you. It won't serve you anymore. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's hard work. I also like the honesty that comes from like uploading every week, uh, whether on YouTube or whether a podcast, because, you know, if you're found out to be an idiot or a liar, like you, well, you'll, you'll get found out basically. Like if you're not a good person, you'll get found out. If you're, um, kind of not as expert as you might be portraying, mm -hmm. uh, you'll get found out. So it's always better just to be honest about where you are, what you're doing, how you're going about it. Um, and share that because I think once you're like, I, I always say that I'm always a beginner. I'm a beginner mm. in everything, whether it's guitar, whether it's YouTube, everything. I'm just always so keen to learn because as soon as you, you're an expert, you, you're kind of a dinosaur and people just won't relate to you because, um, not many people are experts in that field. So, uh, yeah, that's just, that's just the route that I'm taking. How would you describe yourself then? So if someone was to ask, what would be your two or three word job title? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's question, a tough it's one now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm a singer songwriter. Like I definitely am. I sing and write songs and I put those online and every piece of content is about music or about guitar or about um, creativity and sort of like the sort of mental health all around that and mm. making sure that you're able to be able to keep doing what you want to be doing. And I'm, I'm just trying to encourage people to not necessarily seek a career in music, but use it as a way of being themselves and like actually um, helping themselves and getting out of that brain fog of just sort of like a routine life and, or, or, or them having some insecurities about whether or not they feel like they can even write a song. Like they might be a guitarist um, or they might say that they play guitar. They might not yet call themselves a guitarist, which is another issue I'm trying to um, uh, break, uh, but they might not think about even writing a song and then, maybe one of my videos will inspire them just to sit down and write about their thoughts and feelings. Cause it's just so, it's so therapeutic and it's so helpful to get things out of yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I find it, I find it really saddening when people are just like, Oh, I'm not creative. And I'm like, that's so not true. Humans, the, the reason we've survived is because we're creative beings. Like, everything we do, everything we build, everything we cook, everything we make, like everything, um, every conversation you have can be creative, you know, so I'm, I'm just trying to, um, build a, a bit of a, a community around that and just making sure that people don't feel like they have to earn money from everything that they're doing, but they just are enhancing their life a little yes. bit because, yeah, yeah. you know, life is brutal and tough and awful and sad. And, um, the thing that brings us great joy is sharing, um, some kind of like mutual feeling or, uh, showing our creativity in some way. So 
yeah, just trying to make the world a little bit better every every video. <laughs> trying not to bring people down too much by getting in the, you know, in the weeds too much about it, but just um yeah, trying to stay open and honest and relatively joyful. Yeah. So when I started to talk about wanting to do this, um I was saying I want to speak to people who use creativity at work. And someone commented saying, "Well, what do you mean who's that then?" And when I thought about it, I was like that's everyone in it. <laughs> it's any job, basically. There's going to be some element of needing to be creative. And I've done sort of, because I'm interested in theatre and drama as well. And as we know, the arts are under pressure in sort of mainstream education at the moment because you've yeah. been pushed towards doing things that you'll have a career in and things that you'll make money from. Quite apart from the fact that really you should be able to study things that you enjoy for the, the sake of, you know, studying them and enjoying them but the creative arts are useful in all sorts of things because whatever job you're in there's the job interview there's the pitch in the idea and then of course there's just having creative um, answers to problems businesses pay lots of money to receive you know information about how to be creative so they obviously think it's important if people had the creativity that was in them nurtured a bit more perhaps businesses could save money on getting it from outside but Anyway, just that, you know, it's that it's no, within I everybody. Think, yeah, I, I, I completely agree, um, with what you're saying about like job interviews and stuff. I, I think, um, I had a friend who, um, their parent and this is, this was really heartbreaking to me. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not all that serious, but, and she, she could have been a bit more defiant, but there's only so much you can do when you're about 12 years old. But, um, my friend wanted to be an actor, um, but she didn't really know, uh, what that entailed and so her parent like hit her with the reality like straight away and was just like well you know if you want to be an actor then you're going to have to go to auditions and you're going to fail a lot and you know you're going to have to face that embarrassment and you know then you're going to have to try and make a living out of it and she was saying that to a 12 year old (laughs) whereas really if she'd gone to acting school every once a week, whatever, for an hour or two. Firstly, that's easy childcare. And then also um, <laughs> she might have learnt like some other skills that would have, you know, whether it's learning how to present in front of people, whether it's learning how to hold a conversation and tell a story, like all these little things that are so important that come from something like that, where you just don't have to worry about <laughs> the next phase of your life when, you know, you're age 12 and like um, you don't even have to worry about that till you're, gone past university you can study something else and still become an actor so I was just kind of like I want to make sure that anyone at any age Mm. understands that whatever they're doing in their evenings it doesn't have to just involve like watching Netflix because like watching Netflix can be uh, an inspiring thing because you start watching these amazing TV series that you think about like all the people that have worked so hard to create that TV series and like you think of all the different jobs that go into it like it, it can all get very imaginative but really like what are you doing to just give yourself a bit of time to yourself and also like the best thing I think is when you're all consumed in something whether it's you drawing in a notebook or writing in a diary or um you know whether it's cooking like whether you're mm. obsessed with food and you just want to make something beautiful to eat that night like you're not thinking about anything else whilst doing that like you are all consumed and time disappears and it's suddenly, you know, gone 10 p.m. or whatever and you're having to, you know, go to bed. But it's just, um, I, I think that's the best thing about it. It's kind of like a good escape. And I think everyone needs that. <laughs> yeah. And it is within everybody as well. That's the thing. It's just that so often it's, 
it's pushed out of them at child. I mean, I heard one of those classic stories the other day of someone who I'm teaching guitar lessons to. We were talking about singing. And he says, well, I haven't sang since I was eight in the school choir. And the teacher walked past and says, you, you sound bad. Stop singing. And the guy hasn't sang since and he's in his 50s. And it's like, just have that taken away from you by one comment all that time ago. But I mean, how dare they? How yeah, dare exactly. they? Like, no one is good at eight years old. Like, you might show an inkling. Like... I, I'm a professional singer now. There is no way I was good at eight years old. Like no one would want to listen to that now. And also it takes like years and years for everyone to mature. So yeah. men, their voices don't mature till their early twenties, women till their late twenties. Like it's a long slog. So yeah, like people are going to be rubbish at first. That's fine. There's joy. If they're just having a great time, age yeah. eight. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. It is, isn't it? There is and something so screwed up about that. To carry those things around forever as well. And if people don't do it with, with other things, like if you're if you're crap at football when you're an eight-year-old, it's like, okay, well, we'll show you how to do it. But for some reason with creative things, particularly music, particularly singing, isn't it? I think anybody can assume you're going to be rubbish at an instrument when you pick it up. But there's something about the singing, it's almost as if it's like it should be innate, I guess. But it's... Of course, it isn't for very few people, is it, innate, I guess? Well, I guess it's a very vulnerable thing. It is, um, yeah. When, but really only in our sort of culture. In so many other cultures, they're just like, you know, everyone's kind of like made to sing and made to sort of rejoice. And mm. and um, it doesn't, I don't think they even think about whether they're good or not. It's just like, are they expressing themselves that way? And and I, I I really find it worrying when people are like, oh, I'm tone deaf. I'm like, no, you're not. You've got two ears and you've got vocal cords. It takes time. Like singing isn't natural. I think there's there's quite like a lot of um, uh, all this sort of showboating about people who've done something without having to do any hard work behind it. Yeah. So it's like... Uh, I always go on about people being able to write songs in 20 minutes. They're like, oh yeah, I wrote that song in 20. I wrote that number one hit in 20, 20 minutes. And I'm like, that's not sexy. Like, I don't want to know that. I don't care. That's cool that you're that songwriter that has done the 10,000 hours yeah. to be able to be that songwriter. Good for you. But talk about the 10,000 hours. Same with singing. Like, it's it takes training and it takes stamina. It's like going to the gym. It's like it's like working a muscle that you have to train it. Um, and if you don't, you end up with nodules. So like, even though Adele never had a singing lesson in her life, and yes, she has an extraordinary voice, she's also suffered from uh, nodules and then ha having to have major, major surgeries and then having to take time off singing. So, um, you know, with YouTube now, like there's so many free accessible courses or YouTube videos about how to learn how to sing. And you can do it in the privacy of your own home or your own shower and, um, you know, just be vulnerable and put yourself out there just to, just to sing. And you don't have to sing in front of anyone. You don't have to sing in front of anyone. No one ever has to, if anyone ever tries to force you when you're not ready, then you just don't, you can just own it and just be like, I don't want to do that. Um, because being shamed is exactly like the way to be, uh, discouraged from doing anything, and um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're having these conversations, <laughs> and I'm glad you're thinking about this too, because I think it's just so, so important. And even if you end up changing one person's life or a hundred thousand people's lives, like it's just, it's just about like enjoying little things and just not carrying around all these issues. Like as yeah. I've said, life holds its own 
it you know it throws what it throws at you so try to not make everything bad <laughs> like just try try and um uh forget about some stuff because it's really really small in comparison to other things so just um try and enjoy it and be musical and and enjoy music be a fan of it and you know go out and see it and experience it and and use that as like uh, yeah just a way to communicate and build a community of your own yeah talking about seeing the good and the bad in things then sort of so youtube spotify and all of these things have a bad press sometimes from musicians and creatives in the sense that well they're taking our things and they're giving them away uh why you know it costs me money to make this music and yet everybody can access it for almost for free and i don't see a cut of it and with youtube so a lot of the i find youtube to be as you mentioned in podcast as well an amazing um educational resource really but the the thing that comes up sometimes when i've talked about you know people I follow and wanting to get into it is like, well, why'd you give your stuff away for free? If you're, you know, if you're a guitar teacher, why would you give your stuff away for free? Because then people won't come and have lessons from you or whatever it is, which I know isn't true, but I just wondered how you sort of look at things like that. Well, it's supply and demand and, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a tricky thing to say to people that have made money out of the music industry right. because yeah, it's gone through a big, big change. And yeah, you're not making money in the same way that you did. But to everyone that has never made any money money in the music industry at all anyway, mm. to then have an issue about how it's going, um, <laughs> I just don't understand them. Because like, it never worked for you. And there were so many middlemen that were blocking your way that now everyone can start from zero. You can have no money, no contacts, and you can end up making a living online. And, you know, you can just, I think it's just the best thing ever for musicians to be making content for free because you garner an audience that owes you, um, not necessarily like actually owes you anything because they can have it for free. They can, they don't have to buy a single uh, record. They don't have to come to a, a show ever. Like, I mean, a hundred thousand of my, um, uh, well, maybe like 140,000 out of 150,000 will probably never, uh, buy my records or like see my shows or whatever. It doesn't really matter. They're supporting me in another way by like watching my videos, which does create some revenue. It's not very much, but some, um, and maybe they'll tell their friends who will become that loyal fan that comes to every show. Maybe they'll do something else. Like, it's just, I just, I don't know what people want. Like, if they expect themselves to be millionaires from music, um, again, not many people are millionaires, uh, let alone from music. So it's just an unrealistic dream. So I'm just not, I'm not sure what people want. If you want to be able to make a living now in the, in 2019, almost 2020, you need to be making content for free and you need to just be pumping it out and just um, building an audience because that's where people are. So if you're not willing to do that, then you're probably not really willing to do this. You're probably not, you probably don't have the actual strength to be able to keep it up, to be able to one day sell out Wembley Stadium. Like if you're just not willing to put in the work, then 
you know, you just have to be honest with yourself about what you want. So um, I have, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty brutal when it comes to the traditional industry, but I just, I have no sympathy for how it once was. And I just, I can see this way that it is growing now. And I'm so, so excited because I was never meant to have an audience. And I know that um, record labels would never have signed me. Uh, even if they had signed me, I would have been one of the probably 97% of signings that never see the light of day. So just everything would have been against me. Mm. And, um, you know, I'd probably be able to make a nice living out of guitar teaching or uh, singing or playing in pubs and clubs and stuff like I was doing. But now it's just a, it's a whole new realm. Um, and that should be really, really exciting. Like the, the versatility of my job now means that I will never, ever be bored or um, have a, a lack of creativity. Like I always have, just have to problem solve and come up with something, whether it's a new song, whether it's a music video, whether it's a, a video about music, um, whether it's a video just about my life or whatever. Like I, I just I just can't get bored. The possibilities are endless. And um, yeah, I just, I just hope other musicians or you know, whatever creative field you want to venture into, just have a look out there and see who's doing what. Because if someone's making a living and that some people are making very, very good livings online, um, you just have to sort of think like, do you want to be doing that every day? Do you want to wake up every day and be making music and making videos? Because if you do, this is the way to do it. Great. And the other thing is, of course, it's on your terms. Like in that scenario, in, if, if this was the nineties and you'd been signed to some major label, they would be trying to change you and turn you into what they thought you should be. Whereas oh, with, yeah. with what you're doing now, it's sink or swim. It's on your terms, I guess. And your audience's terms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and you know, there's no pressure anymore, kind of, because it's only the pressure you put on yourself. So if people want to watch, a video of mine, um, they can, or if they don't want to watch it, then they don't have to, like there's yeah. no forcefulness. It doesn't, it doesn't really affect me all that much. Um, same with music. Like they don't have to listen to the music. They can keep, they can keep watching the videos, but if they don't like my style of music, that's okay too. Like I'm about to release, um, a good amount of music this year for, well, for the rest of the year that I don't think anyone, would have approved <laughs> um, uh, so much so even just in time scales like um, time scales and the way I've gone about it so I wrote a song last week recorded it last week in the studio managed to get some really last minute studio time and I'll be releasing it in the next few weeks and I haven't had to ask anyone's permission I'm the one who wrote the song. I paid for the recording. I've got it mastered. I'm making the videos about it. I'll put it out in the world. Um, uh, myself. And yeah, I just, there's no, there's no middleman. There's no um, higher power anymore. If people don't respond to it, that's okay. Yes, <laughs> if people yeah. don't like it, I've got, I've, I've lost very little because um, it's more about the joy that I get from being able to sort of have that momentum and um, you don't have to sit on songs all the time now. Like th people move so quickly, like you can just be dropping singles, like pretty much every week and um, people would still ask for more. So it's intimidating in one aspect and you do sometimes need to take a bit of time and care. Um, 
But really, like there's just there's just no boundaries. And so you kind of have to end up setting your own boundaries. Like that's my deadline. That's the I have to create deadlines for myself and I have to sort of think what will make me happy um by achieving this. Like what a what do I just want to do this year? So for me, um I wanted to be able to go full time on YouTube and therefore have more time to be able to um create music and content around it just so that I'm really like establishing myself as a singer songwriter that I've kind of painted myself as. I don't want people to turn around and be like, well, you say you're you're a singer songwriter, but you never release any music. So, um, so yeah, so I'm just trying to keep myself happy uh, amongst, you know, trying to make sure I still have an audience at the end of it. (laughs) That's great. Mary, thank you so much. And, um, for taking the time to chat to me. That's really cool. If people wanted to listen to your music as well as YouTube, where can they find you? Uh, just type Mary Spender into Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that stuff. Um, YouTube, just type in Mary Spender, you'll find my channel. And yeah, all the links are there. MarySpender.com too. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And um, I hope to speak to you again soon. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. 